Hey friends, thanks so much for following the Your Story Matters platforms and also this brand new podcast, the Your Story Matters podcast. I collected a lot of these stories from survivors to share of their journey of survivorship, healing and recovery from abuse. It helps us understand by listening to somebody else's experience. It serves as a guidepost into opening up our understanding that two things, we're not alone and it wasn't our fault. So I thank you for joining me on this journey. Also, be sure to follow me on another brand new platform, Substack. I'm going to be releasing articles and other media content on that very soon. So go to Substack and search Brandon Dempsey, and I'll see you there. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get to our podcast, Season 1, Episode 1 of Mary DeMuth. Hope you enjoy. Hey, survivors of spiritual abuse and wounded friends, Brandon Dempsey here. Welcome back to another edition of what we call Real Talk. And basically, it's just sharing my thoughts, stripped away from all the intro music and uh, other interruptions within a podcast, and just coming to you straight with the talk. So today, I want to talk to you about control. As I was sitting this morning, have my coffee and read my Bible, which I normally do. It's just for great healing, coffee first, you know. And I'm struck by a post that a public figure, author known as uh, Adam Grant is his name, uh, a a great author, brilliant mind of psychology, and uh, just broke it down and talked about the sign of emotional intelligence. Now, I know this maybe sound kind of heavy because this is Confessions of a Worship Leader, but you have to keep in mind that we're all in a healing process. And if you're listening to this podcast, you subscribe to it, and I thank you for that. It's because you're on a journey of either seeking to be healed or you are on the road of healing from your spiritual trauma or even other kinds of form, other forms of, of abuse. So what he said was, which I thought was just brilliant, he said, a sign of emotional intelligence is moving from you made me feel this way, right, to this is how I reacted. He says our emotions aren't caused by other people's actions. They're shaped by our interpretations. He goes on, blaming others give them power over our feelings. Taking responsibility empowers us. Now, I think that's so key within a spiritually abusive environment because narcissists are known for what? Controlling others, to manipulate others. They are the ones that say, make statements that says, you made me feel this way, or you made the church feel this way, or other people said that you made them feel this way. They use these overgeneralized words like everybody and always. You know, these little key terms, these little words are little tools, methods of gaslighting. And it's to form and manipulate you. So I remember the encouragement that was always said to me when I went through therapy after my initial bout of spiritual abuse, my therapist said, you can't make 
someone feel a certain way. Now, that was gold to me. I, I just never thought about that because if I can't make someone, a person feel a certain way, it's because I literally, I don't have that kind of power. <laughs> I don't have that kind of control. So I'm superimposing myself over this person to act like I'm godlike or superhuman to declare I have power over you, which doesn't work unless if that person allows it. And how would they allow it? If I use words to manipulate, to gaslight, and even love bombing, that's another big one. If I say it in a certain way to say, yeah, but you're the best, and you know, I pour all this love and encouragement to you, then you're going to start believing the words that I say. And that's exactly what the narcissists do. They hook you for that moment. And then the next phrase out of their mouths, like a disapproving phrase, like, well, you made me upset. Well, you made me question what God is really doing through your ministry. And then at that point, you're locked into their control. You, you, you take them at their words, and there's no defense. Then you start believing the lies. So maybe they're right, you may say to yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm not running my ministry in a way that's pleasing to God, and maybe I'm a disgrace to the church. You see how these little lies come into play when— the pastor or religious authority is the one that says, yeah, but you made me feel. So again, you can't make a person feel a certain way. I don't care how holy that this other person says that they are. I don't care who you are, not even what I am. There's no power that I have. Nor can a person make you feel a certain way either unless you allow them. So the truth is, No one has power over you unless you allow them, and you have no control over them unless they let you. So if if you're allowing someone to have that power over you, if they're allowing you to have that power, then there's an imbalance of power, and that is what manipulation is. It's an imbalance of power. It's pretty simple. And that manipulation and control is used to um, confound the victim, the survivor. But what God gives us, though, that they don't tell you is that we have a choice. So if you have a choice, that means you put the power back in yourself, the power that God gives you, not even your power alone, but it's an agreement of looking to God and saying, wait a minute, God, you're the one who only renders power. You're the one who's all-powerful. And if you're reigning through me and living in my heart, then I too have that choice to be aligned with your power, which is in contrary to man. See how that works? And then it's like, well, but I can make this choice. So now I can say, you know what? I choose to agree that my ministry does mean something. I choose to agree with God that he is doing a greater work within me, no matter what the narcissistic pastor or toxic church says. Now, if you're in that kind of environment, it is best to remove yourself. I went through a long, long run of ministries, and in particular, two churches that I thought would be my mainstay. And I thought, if I could just hang in there long enough, 
long enough just to make a difference, then maybe that difference would be seen. Maybe it would make an impact. Maybe it would mean something to people. Well, what I didn't know is that it didn't make an impact to the narcissistic control of the church. It did make an impact to innocent bystanders, innocent flocks, sheep within our church. But no matter how hard I tried, I could not win the approval of the pastor. And I thought, well, gee, if I just stay here, even though he's telling me I made him view my ministry in a certain way or I'm a bad, and basically he's communicating that I'm just a bad leader. I even had pastors that would just say, Brennan, I don't think you're even cut out to be a worship leader. See, it's these little, little lies, little words they put into your head to make you question even your own purpose to God, God's own purpose, which is false. Who, who is anyone to judge anyway if you're a good leader or not? They can't look inside your heart and your mind and know what's going on. Now, they just see your behaviors and your actions. But if those behaviors and actions are wielded by a manipulative, controlling pastor, then they're going to see you how they want to see you. But that still doesn't make it reality. So I share this with you today in this short um, Real Talk episode because so many of you have gone through this or going through this now. And you may think, well, how can I be free? How can I get out? How can I heal? It's difficult, and I share that grief with you. If you're in a ministry right now where your financial ties or to your employment and by leaving it would create utter chaos to your family you definitely do not want to sacrifice your family for that reason of just leaving my encouragement is to um, seek God's path while you start to network outside the church and look at other areas and even if that's like getting a corporate job a, a secular job I mean, I'm living proof to tell you, I've had a secular job now for the past four years. And sure, I still do freelance and maybe part-time work with the church, but I'm not fully employed anymore at church. And let me tell you, it is the best freedom ever in my life because I now have a job that sticks to policy and procedure, regulations, and there's consequences when those things are not carried out, especially from my line manager. If they don't do what they say, they're held accountable by the company. Not the same as a church. The church, you're living all in the gray. So if you're in that area right now, stay faithful, continue to seek what God is doing on the outside, and keep a low profile and just do your job. Don't take it personally. Don't allow them to control you. Don't submit to the lies. I know it's hard, but your window in time is short. Trust me, you're not going to be there forever. And if you're out of this church experience and maybe you're still healing right now, then praise God that you got out. Because the truth is, we have to remove ourselves from those spiritually abusive environments. They're no good. So my uh, prayers and applause to you for seeking help and doing this, like listening even to this podcast. And as you check out other resources and read, you know, I, I pray for your health and for your healing because it's so 
quintessential for your growth because God does not want us to be locked down in fear. He does not want us to live a life of abuse. So the abuse needs to stop, and it can't stop. Anyway, thanks so much again for listening. Remember, it is about what you choose, not how what people make you do, right? So keep that in mind. And love you, and see you back here next time on Confessions of a Worship Leader. Thanks for joining us here on Confessions of a Worship Leader. Remember, no story is too crazy, no heartbreak is too much for God to handle. Got a comment, idea, or something to share? DM us on Instagram at Confessions of a Worship Leader or text us at 832-974-0277. If you like this podcast, we ask that you give us a high review and comment on iTunes. This has been a Worship Team Training digital production. Confessions of a Worship Leader podcast, copyright 2022. Thanks for listening, and be sure to join us again right here on the Confessions of a Worship Leader podcast.